0: Welcome to the Business Launch Podcast. Join us as we get up close and personal with savvy entrepreneurs. Let's explore their business journey and how they navigated challenges and reach their goals. I'm your host, Carlo Cimorio. Hey, it's Carlo here from Business Launch Podcast. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Chris Duck and I. We runs his own business, Suso Shirts. It's, I've been seeing him for at least five, six years. He's doing interviews like me, and I love what he's doing. I love what he's all about. And yeah, it's finally time for us to touch base again. It's been, as we were just saying, it's over 20 years that we've seen each other. So welcome, Chris Duck and I from Suso Shirts. Or yeah, SOS. appreciate it, man. Thank yeah.
1: you so much, Carlo. Yeah, a blessing and a privilege to be here, man. I'm humbled that you've asked for uh, for me to jump on and yeah, happy to help. Always happy yeah. to help.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a great journey for me so far. It's been mm. just under two months for me. Nice. Podcasting, but it's mm-hmm. been very fruitful. The friendships and all the things that I've made from that has been all great. So let's talk about you, Chris. Um, sure. Or Dax, whatever people know you. <laughs> So, um, I know, yeah, it was Dax. see, we go way back. That's yeah, in, oh, man, that's right. We go back to our youth, youth group days to that's YFC right. Youth for Christ, yeah. And mm-hmm. we were part of this dance crew <laughs> called Guidance,
1: man. It was the best and worst thing probably, <laughs> at that point in time.
0: <laughs> Me, my, my wife, even when we competed at Groove, yes, once, yes, we,
2: the Groove,
1: yes, I remember we that. were
0: wearing gray pants, I think, or white. <laughs> I can't, I just remember because she showed me. A, we had shirts. I white shirts. White shirts.
1: Yeah. But I, I think still got my. That
0: photo. I had my shirt. It was long, so I tucked it in. But she was cracking up that my <laughs> my, my shirt was tucked in again. <laughs> Everyone else is out. Why is yours? Yeah, yeah. In? You want to be
1: different. You want to be different. <laughs> You're already setting the trend there, but yeah,
0: yeah. Like. it's groove or now battlegrounds as it is has evolved so much. Yeah, and yeah, that was that was based on a little suggestion. What was the? I think we entered a, a different comp before, and I suggested that hey, that's you should do something like this. And because mm. of if we didn't form guidance, that <laughs> a different era would have been made, or different things would have happened with the dance community here in Australia.
1: Mm. That's right.
0: But Chris, tell us about your background. What's where were you born? Where you grew up.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think winding back to the late eighties. So I migrated here with my family from Philippines to Australia around the late eighties and growing up in Randwick was actually our first area. Oops. Yeah, man, I was the Eastern boy. Yeah, like Tupac. Back in the day, growing up in the East and then (laughs) selling in the West. But uh, yeah, so my grandparents were already here from Phil's, so we lived with them for a bit. But then my parents were actually in Quakers Hill. So my brother and I got an older brother, he's about three, four years older than me. And we would actually travel between Quakers Hill and Randwick every weekend. And that's seven years old. I was seven years old. And I'd, already be, I'd already be in the bus, I'd already be catching trains and all that stuff. So I'd already been forced into independence during that time and then eventually grew up in, in Blacktown. So really that's that part. But I think growing up as early as five years old and probably right up until 17, I had a lot of trouble with violence, a lot of trouble with domestic violence. With, I'd always see as young as five, six years old, even seven years old, I'd always see my dad hitting my mom back in the day. And even me and my brother, we would get smacked around. And so that was quite normal in in Philippines. And I think that's stuff that really affected me growing up when I was young, because I was quite rebellious. I just didn't really care about a lot of things. But yeah, so that's really the troubled past in terms of alcohol and drugs and violence and being bullied in school as well. So that, that really affected me a lot and then changed my life towards, I think, late 90s to early 2000s when... France Batista, a friend of mine from school, who you know, yeah. introduced me to IFC. Fairness. And then from there, yeah, Francis. And then, yeah, and then obviously life changed purely because I got to stay away from the crowd that I thought was going to lead me to a certain area. But that was that part of the life. But Fairness. then about mid-2000, 2006 specifically, even though I was serving for a good part of seven years and leading Sydney as well as a leader, 2006 was a really hard year for the family because both my parents had a stroke in the same year mum in April and dad in September and so my life again took a different route it was okay I went really good and got away from all the violence blah blah blah, and then got into YFC served did all that and then next thing I get this from from God and I was like okay I was questioning a lot questioning about what's happened here Um, I've done everything right and next thing you know I get this thrown in my face. So it was almost like a step back into reality because I was serving our friends in YFC, but now I had to step back and serve my family.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Which which was really tough. Which was really tough because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's been, are your parents still with you now?
1: Yeah. So they're still with us. Unfortunately, my mom and dad are no longer together in that sense, but they are mutual. So my dad's still around. My dad is actually full time now in a nursing home. For a lot of reasons, mainly because he needs um, round-the-clock care. And for the most part of three years, he's got onset dementia. And uh, it's scaled to the point where, okay, we need someone to actually look after him. I totally understand
0: that. It was my grandfather, my Lolo, who had dementia as well. So he when my son, my eldest son, was three Mm -hmm. or four. We were living Mm -hmm. in Killerville at the time with my parents. Before church, he'd taken my um, son for a walk, and yeah, we knew he had dementia, but he didn't really show it too much to us. But like Mm -hmm. walking to the park in Killerville, I used to live in Killerville. There's a little park there. They walked over there, and they were just about to go to church, and they're still not back. And so it's been like an hour and a bit started getting worried so we drove around Kellyville couldn't find them and then finally we saw them near mm. near RP's place and we my son was my son's got a very good photographic memory but mm. I said lolo we, we need to go that way but it's just it's he didn't understand what the why Nana, mm-hmm. we're going this way but he was crying but but yeah dementia really sucks yeah, yeah man it really, really affected the family and it's just one of those things that if we can mm-hmm. if we can avoid it or if we can help our family as we can, then mm. we, we just do it. Yeah,
1: I yeah, just saw on the news about sleep apnea. If you've got sleeping issues now, I just turned 40, as I said, and if you're already having trouble with sleep and sleep apnea in general, it does have signs to lead into dementia. And Alzheimer's. So it's. I think it's more the educational part. I think yeah. the acceptance part, yeah. we, we've certainly already hit that part where it's, okay, this is dad's next phase. Yeah. It's just quality now. And that's yeah. why a lot of the things that I've really let go are leading towards that, about quality of time with people, quality of time with family. And if you're doing a business, sure. But what's really going to bring you the most value and that's going to bring value back to your family yeah. is, I think, where you should spend the most time. Mm.
0: Okay, what event in your life, let's segue a bit, what events in your life where you made you decide that you're going into business?
1: Yeah, 2016 was probably, again, another exciting year, but also a scary year. Scary being my cousin, Santos, passed away from cancer, from fighting brain cancer for, geez, since he was 13 years old. It came back twice, but the last time that it came back was very aggressive. And ultimately he lost the battle, but that coupled with me going through depression and anxiety at one point as well, even suicide. And not a lot of people know that. And I'm happy to share that because you know, I think I'm already at that phase where I'm very comfortable to share that, to help people and to yeah. connect. Yeah, there was one month where almost three times I felt I was living in an apartment in Blacktown and yeah, I felt like just just it was just one of those things, like it was just so much stress. So much pressure. And it was just me. My wife and her family were overseas. Uh, I don't think they even know about this. She she knows about it now. But yeah, it was just one of those things that there was a balcony there. And yeah, I just thought it was just like, it was just time. And because everything was going on, right? Everything was going on. My cousin passed away, thinking all sorts of stuff. And I just said, you know what? I pulled away from that. Of course, called the ambulance and all that stuff. And went through the whole journey of psychologists, psychiatrists, getting the right help. But the thing is, Carlo, I figured it out and I went through that journey myself. It was a very dark alley and I was still working at the same time. So it wasn't like I was out of work. I was still working and I was like traveling a lot between all all around Australia for work. And I said, this can't be just me. If I'm going through this, there's someone else that's going through the same thing, probably worse. So surely there's got to be some sort of platform, some sort of. Global platform, community platform, some supportive platform that people can unite, can go to an event, can do something online, yeah. where where you can talk about this stuff openly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, funny f- 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 as as funny as the name, I-, I called it Suits or Shirts at the time, and I still do. Even people keep asking me today, do you sell suits or do you sell <laughs> shirts? I don't know. But let me tell you the story. And the reason why I called it S O S Suits or Shirts, I didn't even. Think about the SOS part, by the way, the whole SOS yeah. meeting, that yeah. Save Our Souls. show was born because of that and all those things that I was feeling, but also the pressure. But also, I was traveling with a lot of executives and then I'd come home and I'd be surrounded by everyday workers, right? Your blue collar yeah. workers, people were doing a tough in the warehouse, construction, whatever, do long hours. Mm-hmm. But then I'd always compare and I go, I'm always hanging out with executives Forbes listed rich listed you a know, BRW all these people are millionaires yeah. and they're just unhappy with their life and like some of them on drugs some of them on really bad habit and then on the flip side I'd speak to someone who's out in Mount Druitt or Penrith or Blacktown and just loving nine to five getting paid x amount but they're just loving it, loving and, it. I like, yeah. Yeah. and I was like yeah and I was like that's insane so I was like I'm gonna create a platform that doesn't matter where you were, where you are, what you wear, who you are in this life, whether you're an executive or not, yeah. men or women, we will have a platform that can allow people to openly talk and have a safe space. And we will have events so that we can allow people to connect in, in, in that form. Right. And the rest is history, man. Yeah.
0: I, I remember you. I didn't quite get what you were doing at the time because mm-hmm. I had a lot of things going on in my mm-hmm. life. Trying to live life with the family. So I mm. saw you were interviewing a lot of people. You're doing things like, wow, Chris is going really mm. well, whatever business he's doing. Yeah. That's why I, I want to reach out to you and what your business is all about. And it's a great initiative that mm-hmm. uh, you've started there.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe- I wanted to start it because at the time, again, I, I didn't know who to reach out to. Beyond Blue, yeah, sure. Are you okay? Black Dog Institute, all those things are great, and all those. But for me, they were almost reactive things. There were things that you would turn to when you've gone through the yeah. issue. Whereas I just wanted to create this platform where we play basketball, or we go to a meditation retreat, or we catch up over like dinner, like yeah. a Korean barbecue, or whatever. Just anything, just any event that can allow people to feel comfortable. To sometimes, yeah, yeah, because yeah, sometimes it's being alone is not easy, man. No,
2: it's mm. not. Mm.
0: Yeah. What were the big wins in the start of your business?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, the biggest, probably the big wins in the first year or two was just establishing not the money, not how much money, not any of that. Yeah. The fact that you had an audience and the fact that people, after every person that I interviewed and connected with, they go, Bro, this is amazing what you're doing. To get, And I wasn't even chasing any acknowledgement or like permission because I think when you do these types of things, whether you're doing a podcast or whether you're doing life coaching or whether you're doing an actual service for someone, I think you need to be unapologetic, right? Because you know what you're doing is good and you're changing lives. And I think with that approach, I was like, oh, whatever. If you make something, then great. But for me, my mindset was about impact lives. Yeah, impacting lives.
0: You're definitely impacting a lot of lives. I've seen some of your events online. I think the photos and the events that you've had, you've connected with really powerful people. I saw you've done Commander, right?
1: Yeah, you've Commander Steve involved. was. Yeah, yeah, we brought him to Blacktown, and when I did that event, I think it was 2019. People were like, yeah, that was just before COVID, and I was like, yeah, we got Commander Steve coming. They're like, how did you get Commander Steve to come to Blacktown? <laughs> and I'm like you just got to connect authentically but they don't see what happens before background. that like I've had to go meet Commando before when he was still with Michelle back then yeah to meet him two, two, two times like over coffee and just to and we met countless times online there's just a lot in lead up not a lot of people see all the hard work that you put into it and all the hours spent the hardest part Carlo is time away from your family doing all yeah. the stuff that you like as an entrepreneur that's the hardest part because it's like you have aspirations to build something from nothing and to come up with a concept and then execute and then make it a business, but then you're sacrificing all this time with your family. That's, so that's the trickiest part, man.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's even like right now, we're both sacrificing our yeah, time. Yeah. we both our families are waiting in the background. That's right. But they've been they've been supportive of me of what I've been doing. Yeah, I'm good, sure man. your wife's been supportive of Always. what you yeah. Exactly. So got yeah, you need that. Good, yeah, I think in any business you need someone, mm-hmm. you need a partner who's there to help you. Mm, you know, if yeah. life partner or even a business partner. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. On the flip side, what events have happened where you weren't so sure if the business is gonna go, or any challenges that you've had? Mm. This business?
1: Yeah. Look, I think it's a no brainer. Twenty end of twenty nineteen. The start of COVID, right, was insane. People were thinking, oh, there's no, when are we going to catch up again? When am I able to do events? You couldn't even go outside your house because we had the restrictions, right? So, yeah, we turned to Zoom and we made it a priority to catch up with people proactively. And sometimes it might be five, sometimes it might be 10, sometimes it might be three. But the fact is, I wanted to keep it consistent. And I think we did it every fortnight or at least twice or three times a month where we just check in. and do a zoom check-in and in the largest crowd we had 15 or 17 people and it was just all different places i think we even had some people from new zealand and for them it was just like yeah covid sucks or whatever but we were just talking about what you're doing with your day to make sure that you're a mentally okay because it was hard because the interaction the human interaction wasn't there Mm -hmm. but at the same time we we get to hear what, what people's background were like in terms of what you're working like some people are again construction some people are in the nursing so you know right there in the front line and we got to hear like from them we're complaining because we're in IT I'm in sales or whatever and I'm complaining about oh I'm not being able to go out I only get half an hour to go to the gym blah 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 but then you got nurses who've been standing up for 12 hours a day and yeah. it was like with no break yeah. with no break and, and sometimes they sleep there because they have to do a back to back so I'm like what? the hell am i complaining about and so for me it was important for me to actually go you know what even though covid is obviously right here in, in front of us and we didn't know what the end of covid was going to look like we didn't know how long it was going to be for so we just said let's just continue with what we're doing and we were having clubbing nights on zoom <laughs> Nice.
0: that is awesome yeah we had a dj and everything well,
1: we had a dj and everything so um, <laughs> i had motto. I had murder a couple of times. You and, have uh, curious, yeah. Have... Yeah, we jo- we joined curious because ju- yeah. you know curious was doing live Fridays, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we did all that stuff. So we just wanted to keep the interaction going. Yeah. For that, sure.
0: That is awesome. It's I think it's a lot of the businesses I've interviewed, mm. um, a lot of their the, uh, a lot of their challenges and struggles were during COVID. Of course, because they all of a sudden business stopped, completely stopped. Mm. Business was hard to manage.
1: Was it retail?
0: Oh, I've had different types of businesses. So it's been from yeah. I've had retail. I've had like a martial arts gym. We've uh, had lawyers as well. Wow. It's been different. My brother as well, who had mm-hmm. his he dance competitions or mm-hmm. stand stopped all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But I think everything started coming back, and all the COVID stuff started not go away because COVID se- seems to be hanging around now. Mm. But now it's manageable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it was good. It was a good outcome. But I think it was, you just needed to be consistent and be genuine and be authentic that you're catching up with these people. But after COVID, what happens after that? Yeah. Do you still check in? Do you still say hello? Because those are the people that you're connected with, man. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a great business. I think it's a business that's really heartfelt that you can actually give your time and be fruitful in a way that you're helping someone. Mm-hmm. Someone who's lonely, is someone who's doesn't know who to turn to. It's...
1: Yeah, well, we had a SOS bubble event called, uh, Everything was always SOS something, SOS something, and SOS bubble because one of our friends opened up a basketball court at the Hustle, yeah, and in Mitchambury. And when they opened up, I think again that was at like twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. I said, nah, let's play ball." And because some people were you know, were able to go out and whatever for for a couple of hours or whatever it was. And at that time, it was still okay, but still a bit of restriction. But
0: There's restrictions on how many people you can have.
1: That's right. Yeah. So we had people, 20 max or whatever, and sanitize and all that. But one thing that came out of that, just going back to what you were just saying, was when I invited this person, he didn't even know anybody. And like he didn't even know anyone. And because that, for me, was so special because that was almost quintessentially what this whole SOS thing is all about, this whole movement, this whole platform this whole community drive, the engagement, because it's like, you you never know who needs it and you never know what you're doing for others. And then when he sat down, he's like, yeah, man, I just want to say thanks for inviting me because I don't go out much and I love basketball, but I don't know anyone in in this community. I'm new here. He's from America. He's an African-American basketball player. And the the boys didn't like playing with him because he he played like real street style, like (laughs) elbows. I'm talking like from the Bronx and like, And I was just telling him, I said, bro, hey, we don't do things out here, man. We're friends here, bro. And he was like, okay, my bad. I'll tone it down, bro. I'll tone it down. <laughs> and I said, yeah, just chill, just chill because we're all friends here, man. So yeah. anyway, but yeah, that's just a little bit of an example. And now we're friends. We're friends on Instagram and just he's got his own coaching, basketball coaching business. Nice. So yeah, nice. I just hype him up, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. It's, it's a great way to meet people. It's a great yeah, way to help someone who's in need. And yeah, I think you have, it's not just, it's not just about mental like mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. It's actually, mm-hmm. you actually do events for corporate mm-hmm. events as well, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the whole part of SOS was people think, yeah, it's just all mental health stuff. It's not really. We want to connect in any way, shape or form that's going to talk to your audience. Yeah. And that's the end goal. The end goal would be that, but then also coupled with things that I did. So during COVID, I got myself certified as a mindfulness coach. Nice. So I do P? meditation, yeah, yeah, a bit of NLP as well. This one was specifically around mindfulness, so more, more specifically around meditate, meditation, the present, the actual present moment, and just really understanding how you're thinking and what you're executing on that thought. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and for me, I think coaching is probably one of the things that I really enjoy the most. Yeah. Coaching people one on one, on both the personal side and also people have. Because again, because of during COVID, they all want to be entrepreneurs. They all want to do their own business, which is cool. Uh, And I just, yeah, and I just coach them, whether they're doing an e commerce or they need a website, and just, yeah, and just basically help them out and uh, do a one on one coaching for them.
0: That's awesome. It's, I think, all your skills have gone, I think, from your working background to I think your youth, um, from the, youth services that you used to do with yfc and all that right. i think it's come around and it's a skill that's learned now yeah so, exactly and i think i've learned a lot from being part of the youth groups as well so yeah
1: yeah i agree i agree i always turn to the foundations i think everyone needs to have a foundation yeah. when it's starting something and I always turn to the time when I was leading KFC, by the way. I led a couple of KFC international camps with mission partners over in Phils, and yeah. they, you know, they come here to Sydney and yeah, we do a camp in Grossville or whatever and yeah. did YFC but never went on to the SFC approach but we did yeah. campus. Yeah. I think one of the things that I always go back to with YFC just to end that point was we we look at our own backyard whether it's Blacktown, Rouse Hill, Kellyville wherever you live, right? Thanks, it's like... Yeah, Bankstown, but it's like we do YFC and with YFC, from what I've seen back then to what I've seen now, not a lot has changed in terms of banning that reach in that community. If I walk out to Blacktown and talk to 10 people, they probably don't even know who YFC is because we're not as present. Yeah. But there's not a store there. There's not- it's
0: not multicultural. There's-
1: not Isn't multicultural, it. if uh, I don't know if it's still the same, just Filipinos and one Australian. It's, for me, I think we, we live in a multicultural world where it's yeah. like we're in Blacktown and there's a refugee camp like out here for Sudanese. Yeah. Like work with the groups, work with the units. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I, when I was leading YFC, I and a couple of other leaders, we came up with the interfaith tour, right? Where we actually went to a Buddhist temple a Sikh temple. Us Christians and Catholics and went to one in uh, the Gallipoli Mosque in Auburn just understand culture and how, how they practice the culture and all that stuff and I think that just needs to evolve more man. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think it's great the youth for Christ at the time is great. Mm. It's, mm. help. it's helped me as a person. Yeah. It's helped me and I think with all the other things that's happened I think there's always more people that we can reach out
1: to. Right. Yep. 100%.
0: What makes your business stand out from your competitors, if you have competitors? Here?
1: Look, I think there's always going to be a competitor. I don't really search who the competitors are out there. I think okay. I think when I did SOS in about mid-COVID-1, maybe even to COVID-2, two, like 2021, 2022, then I started hearing more groups doing their own thing. Yeah. and I was like that's awesome and keep doing that man because there, there is so much room for growth to empower a community yeah. Blacktown is one of the largest councils in all of New South Wales in yeah. all of Australia as a matter of fact that's 350,000 people here and if I just want to capture Blacktown then I want to capture Blacktown and just capture that part yeah. and then you've got other groups who want to capture Mount it and whatever and they want to do their own thing and I said Whatever it takes. Because look at our youth, you got kids. Yeah. Look at the youth and look at the news that you see day in, day out. Kids getting stabbed, robbery, stolen cars, et cetera, et cetera. It's like when is this ever gonna change? Now that I have a daughter, my mindset's changed. Yeah. It's like I, I wanna surround her with a proper, empowering group and a community that supports her and if she's going to be the one to take over what I'm doing here with SOS, then so be it. You know what I mean? So she yeah. can do everything that I've done. And yeah. I want to create that path for her so that the foundation has been set yeah. and then she can run off and take it to where it needs to be taken off. But I think there's more work to be done. There's never – I don't look at them as competitors' competitors. I just look at them as a as another that I think could inspire people and in whatever whichever angle they go to, and which is great. But I'm never phased with what's going on around me, man. I just stick to my own lane.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's, especially with the work that you're doing, Yeah, it's if we can help one person, if another group can help another person. Win-win. It's a win-win for everyone. Right, man. Growing up or even now, Mm -hmm. what motivates you
1: daily? Look, it's a lot of the changes that I've seen in my own personal growth during SOS from 2016 to where we are today. What motivates me now, literally in this second, is my daughter and my wife and our little family. That's it, right? Sure, I have faith. Sure, I have a goal. But I think what truly motivates me now is whatever I'm doing, as long as I'm adding value and putting food on the plate, food on the table, and I'm allowing them to see what the future is going to look like whether i'm going to be saving for a house and getting a house one day and this and that and the other right now it's all about experiences for us so if we can travel here or go there or even just ride a tram because we haven't ridden the new trams yeah go and do it you know what i mean like it's all that stuff and i think a lot of that has been in yeah a lot of that has been motivated because of what my dad has gone through in the last couple of years what i had seen him And then what I've seen with a lot of people, and again, with losing my cousin, a lot of those things, it's like life is so short and we've heard it before, it's cliche, but it's like, what are you actually doing about it then? If life is so short, how are you taking that narrative and running it your own way? Whether you're doing the business or a podcast, like, dude, if you just want to do podcasts all day, great, make it your thing. You know what I mean? But for me, what motivates me is making sure that, that they're safe. And that there's a future that I'm building, and that we're building together.
0: And you're building memories. You're building. Memories. It's
1: all about. It's all about memories, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's a big thing for my own family. So Perhaps. we we love to travel. We love our place is actually Hawaii. So we love to go to Hawaii. I love that. I love that. So that's it's, my place too, man. It really yeah, is. It's just something that we look forward to, even just like different memories that you make as a family. It sticks to the to the. Mind it's mm. in the back of minds. When we sit down at the table having dinner, we go back to memories and say, "I oh, remember when we did that." When we remember mm. when we went to Fiji and we did mm. all this, it's about making lasting memories that they would be able to pass on mm-hmm. to their family when they grow up.
1: Yeah, right. and look, and I think to add a twist to that, but it's a positive twist. Mm-hmm. I think also with what we're doing now in this forum, like a podcast level and. When you're doing community work you make the memories there and there you don't need yeah. to go and have a flamboyant trip or whatever yeah, that's or true yeah like you can have a coffee try this one day you go have a coffee with a guy in the library who's always that you always see because i used to work in the library right not work in the library but work in my job but then i always want to base myself in the library because it's yeah. just concentration mode yeah. and i just saw all, always this group of Sudanese guys just playing chess and i was like that's awesome you know what I mean? One day, and I should have done it then. One day, I was going to ask if I could join and just have a laugh and just do that yeah. because the o- authenticity approach to that, it's like there's no money secret agenda. By. Yeah. Money. money come by. It, it's one of those moments. And then you walk away and you're like, wow, that was amazing. I would never have done that. You know what yeah. I mean? But now I've done it. It's wow, that's the memory. That's the experience that you can't buy. Yeah.
0: Even sometimes weekend comes because mm. at the moment, my kids play basketball, so
1: yep.
0: it's always based around basketball. So we are trying everything's all for basketball. Yeah. We're trying to find other avenues to enjoy as a family now. Okay. So yeah, sat- yeah. Saturdays, Sundays, yeah, go find something. Last week we went to Parkley Markets. It's like similar <laughs> little things, right? Little things that you I do. Love yeah. I love it. I love it. That's now, good, going forward what are your big goals your business in the next let's say three to ten years
1: look it's been my goal since day dot because there wasn't anything like that around when i was going through all that dark stuff three to ten years look i, I think i want to dial it even closer to that to be honest but i think a wellness center is certainly in reach nice. a proper wellness center not a wellness center with a basketball court and this and that it's you know, it's this is a proper wellness center that's catered for your mindfulness, your mental health, sure, where you have an area for people who want to do yoga and stuff like that or people who there's an area there for first-time parents and get, getting some cons- consultation. But then it's going to be something that I don't think I've seen before where it's just an open-door policy, like an anytime fitness, no. but for, more, more so from a retreat center kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah I think that's something that's maybe needs to be done it needs to be done i think and it's a great goal to achieve If when you get there i'm not mm. gonna say if mm. when you get there appreciate it because i know that you'll get there and i know that oh, yeah you know, you've got big things for you and your family
1: yeah definitely man i appreciate it it's definitely something that i think that i've been working on sure there's been some rough drafts of how i like to look at it and picture it and actually another group leader wouldn't mention his name or the group that he's part of but yeah he actually mentioned the exact same thing to me and i just said man that's cool man you do yours all yeah. good it's not all like, oh, i'm gonna start mcdonald's and whatever i'm yeah. like i don't really care like you change those people that circle there's so many people that you can still impact man like you do and i'm just happy i'm happy that he's actually doing it as well yeah mm.
0: it's some Sometimes people just need to step out and mm. do what they've been yearning to do.
1: That's right, man. Yeah, yeah that, just be un, un, unapologetic with that approach. And just go for it, man. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to fail? Yeah. Great. Okay, cool. At least you tried it, right?
0: Yeah, it's always an experience. And if, that's you know, right. If you want to do something and you get rejected, mm. then... It's okay. It's an experience, right? Yep.
1: Yep. You'll never know. You'll never
0: you'll know nev- otherwise. You'll never know unless you try. Even, mm. unless, uh, you know, about this podcast, I've never told anyone as well. It's. I think it's about, it's been 10 years I've been wanting to start a podcast. Wow. I wanted to do, to speak to people, spe- my friends, especially. Yeah. Just to be able to see what they are, especially now that we're at an age where we are, you're seeing your friends starting their own businesses and just being able to reach out to the different communities and Mm. help help champion people who are actually doing things to help the economy grow
1: yeah man just Mm. celebrate the people that are working even if it's the same industry even if you consider them your competitor celebrate it man yeah like enough is enough when we start going oh man he's got better products than me or he's got a better process than me then who cares at the end of the day is your podcast going to be the greatest podcast? Maybe, but the, at the same time, it's going to be like you got your own thing going, you got your own way that you want to do it. That's then true. just run with it, bro. Yeah. There's no perfect way, there's only progress. Yeah.
0: And it's, I think it's like reaching out to like friends. friends. Mm-hmm. I think I've reached out to high school friends who I haven't seen for over 25, 30 years. Perfect, bro. Yeah. And it's
1: like, Have a wow. reunion. Yeah. yeah.
0: And no, I man. think yeah, I've reached out to him. I think Peppy, who's who's one of my high school friends when I was in Canberra. So we actually thought of doing a reunion for our grade anyway. Yeah, so yeah. Reaching out to people, yeah. seeing what they're about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Another question for you: Who were your influences growing up?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think. My influences now in retrospect, as I look back on my life, is it's definitely my mom and dad, despite even though the childhood that I had growing up with an abusive household yeah. and also mentally exhausting household, because you know you would see it and get impacted. I look back on it and to have what I have, to be in this country, it wouldn't be without them, without all their sacrifice, working X amount of hours, X amount of jobs, just to get us to where we, where we are today. And from a personal sense, absolutely, that's still my my in inspiration. Both of them having a stroke. Mum doing what she can and still living her best life. Sure, they had their separation and they're not together officially. But I think for the most part, it was about how we grew up and how they how yeah, how they taught us to be just open, enjoy life. Yeah, okay, we we had our troubles, but my household, I feel like even though that all that stuff happened, wasn't really strict. And I think for that, I still say, wow, like I can't believe I got the life that I got.
2: Because yeah. you
1: know, I, I was in trouble a lot, you know what I mean? Like with with law and all that stuff, like legal stuff. But like back then, because me and my brother were just crazy. We were crazy in Randwick, bro. We would spray paint buses, shopping centers, we would, we'd steal money, all that stuff, bro. We'd get caught half the time. But anyway... That is definitely number one. Things that obviously motivate me is my, my wife and my daughter. Because again, that's my foundation. That's me now. That's what I have to provide. I'm that guy. But from a career and steady mindset perspective in terms of business acumen, I think Gary V has been a big influence nice. in me. I met him twice. Yeah, I've seen um, some
0: pictures. I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, he's cool, man. He's cool. He's very down to worth. Yeah, he's um, jealous.
0: like, man, you got to meet yeah. Gary V.
1: Yeah, he's cool. He's very cool. Very down to earth. You've seen, I'm sure you've seen his videos and read his books. And again, a lot of the stuff that I do now and the the way that I think is because of that. But also from money perspective and finance perspective, Grant Cardone has been someone that I've been following a lot. He's the founder of 10X, but he's a real estate mogul. But I don't know if you knew, but in his 40s, 50s, he was heavily into drugs. So he was caught up in a lot of stuff and he only had the epiphany of real estate about mid forties to late forties. So that's when he started really growing his empire where he is now. He wasn't, he was not that 30 years ago. So I think he's, I think his portfolio is about 4 billion now or something like that. It's never
0: too late to start business or start to grow. your. No,
1: it's never man. But he's, he's where he is today because his mindset was, okay, I did all the drugs and I did all that stuff, but I'm not going to stay down. I'm going to change my life, change it forever. And actually do something, not just talk about it in forums like this, but go away, take some notes, and then make it actionable. Yeah, right? take action from it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's probably till this day. Yeah, that's probably my key inspirations, man.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah. Your parents always—they're the one that that help you grow up, mm. shape who you are, and those two two mm. insp- business inspiration. And Gary Vee and Grant Cardone, they are their inspiration to many people.
1: Yeah. They've changed a lot of lives. They have. They're not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. But it works for me. Yeah. Oh, look.
0: Yeah, they are like, I haven't followed Greg Cardone as much and I know I've followed him because I follow a lot of online entrepreneurs and he's been helping some of them as well. Yeah,
1: there's been so many that's come up. I'm sure they've been doing work like I think Simon Sinisek, there's Goggins. David Goggins is crazy. Even just him running 100Ks a day or whatever the hell he does. But even just that, I think he's coming to Sydney next January, February but take what you get from yeah. these entrepreneurs but some of them even David Goggins he doesn't want to be called by someone who's inspiring or whatever he's just okay if you like hearing my shit that's how he talks it's like, okay I'll talk but at the same time he's like, I'm not I don't want to be your hero I want to yeah. I don't want to be that you be your hero for yourself for your family yeah. but yeah okay cool you can follow me and you can read my book and all that stuff but I think for him in losing all that weight that he did yeah. And then changing his mindset and how he's unbreakable basically yeah. in any situation because he's military and all army trained and all that stuff. But yeah, man. Yeah, that's me. Of course, the number one, also a person that I forgot to add there that really should should be also part of that number one, number two place was my cousin Edgar. I wouldn't be here today from an SOS perspective if it went for him. He really is the guy that spearheaded this idea as well. I got his details when he the day that he was born the day that he passed and he liked the silver chair oh no silver chair what is it red hot chili peppers nice. and so i got <laughs> i got that emblazed because i had to because I, I needed to make sure that he was always with me but dude he, even though he went through chemo carlo there'd be times that he, literally he went through chemo and then that afternoon or the very next day he'll still ask you hey let's catch up right yeah this is a guy going through chemo where you have your friend who had like a mad piss up on Friday night and he won't even call you to catch up probably until the next couple of months. You have normal friends who don't even follow up with you. Like one, one test that I was saying to one of my friends recently was if you really want to test your community, your circle, your close friends, have a look at your phone and see how many people called you this week.
0: That's a very good test. Uh, Seriously.
1: And, and don't include your wife. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Don't include your wife or your parents. And you're like, wow, two people only called me this week. Yeah, And then you work on an average, okay, per week, per month, for the next six months. Who are the people that I'm interacting with? And that really goes, okay, in the law of averages and what they say, you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. That's right. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. This, it's, uh, it's something that I'll go have a look in. Check my phone when I get off here. So I got a few friends who I still call in from just high text school. text
1: them, man. Yeah, that's it. Just text them. Just yeah, hey bro. Just thinking of you, man.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. You never know. I've had a few friends who's passed away, who had we didn't know they were having mental issues mm. when I was in high school before. mental problems were even was a thing. Yeah. Mm. When and then now you look at it as well. Wow, we were. I wasn't there for them. I agree. I yeah. agree.
1: Yeah, we we lost a friend in 1999. He, yeah. he jumped off his apartment. Yeah, and he was only yeah, yeah we we're, were only in year 11.
0: Yeah, I had yeah I had uh, two friends who who did similar. They were twins. Wow. Dif- different times that
1: happened, but wow, that's you know, crazy. And mm.
0: it's yeah, it's good to yeah remind me anyway mm. to go reach out to friends who are actually need to be reached
1: out on yeah yeah look and not talking of the same script here just to literally random call like I literally randomly called Nate in Miami yeah because my cousin my cousin's cousin wanted to actually go to Miami or New York and I said okay yeah I think I know someone who lives in Miami and then I was like looking through Facebook I was like that's right Nate lives in Miami yeah yeah, so we did a Zoom call, and he's like, "Hey, what the hell? What are you doing?" He's Still the old Nate. I was like, "Yeah, he's two still years the same.
0: Now. He's still the same." I think the last time I caught up with him was, yeah, five six years ago. Like, yeah, we had, yeah. We had uh, dinner with Mervin them. So oh, it's, nice. It's been a long time since I last seen him. Yeah, I need to go reach out to see how he is. Yeah, man. Okay, let's let's go mm-hmm. check out a few other things, a few more questions before. Sure. Before you go anyway, how do you want to impact the world and what kind of legacy do you want to have?
1: Yeah, I think um, the impact that I really want to make on this life that we're living now on this earth is to know that SOS or me myself gave a little bit of more care factor for the community, tried a little bit more harder to try and do something about the community. And I, when I say the community, it's literally just the com- community around me. I'm not trying to change the world. And I think that's what people get misconstrued. Try and start something so you can change the world. Yeah. Like, just change the world around you and go from yeah. there. Sometimes you can't even. It's just you know, a
0: suburb. You change the word, change your suburb.
1: Change the suburb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> change the postcode that you live in, yeah. work on that. And the legacy that I want to leave is that, yeah, like, we want to be able to go back. I want people to be able to reflect and saying, There was this community, SOS, that really tried to give back to the individuals that were in that community to say, you're not alone. There are other people going through what you're going through, and this platform was there to connect. And that's really the legacy. And if that legacy goes to my daughter, then great. But if she has other aspirations, then so be it. Yeah, It's a
0: great legacy to to pass on to, to the others who takes your mantle. Either your family yep. or friends. What's your top three advice to aspiring business owners mm. or entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah, cool man. Firstly, be humble, and I think in line with that, don't inflate your ego when you see progress. People get caught up on that and saying, "Oh yeah, I'm this, I'm that," you know, and start doing all cloud chasing and whatever, and, yeah. and the whole humility goes away. I think point one, point two, expect the unexpected, right? So. Whilst you might have a good platform or a great idea or a great concept or even really a good product, you can't expect your family or your friends to just buy or get, invest in you or whatever it may be. Yeah. Those are the unexpected events that can happen and it will happen. And you go through that. You go through that journey because that's part of failure, mm-hmm. which is fine. And I think execute on the idea that when you're writing up your mission statement or whatever it may be, your business goals. Yeah. Execute on that, right? Because you get stuck on ideas for so long, and I know so many people who want to start something, but they just get on the draft yeah. and then they don't get onto the next page. You said yourself, for ten years, yeah. you're sitting on the idea. So it's awesome that you're here now.
2: Yeah.
1: But uh, but I think yeah, those are three key things that I learned from,
0: yeah.
1: that I applied, and then that I also teach as well. Yeah, nice, great
0: advice for small businesses or starting entrepreneurs yeah it's simple yet it needs to be done
1: needs to be done before we go i do have a uh, i do have a, a trivia for you yeah it's a fun quiz
2: yeah you ready yeah
1: so what do you think was my first job there's five options okay a paper boy b it sales c pizza hut delivery boy d a door knocker for Optus, as an example. And then E, a windscreen windscreen wiper boy. What do you think was my first job here in Australia? First
0: job, letterbox drop.
1: Like paper boy? Yeah, paper boy. No. So I, but I did do that job. <laughs> I did all those jobs except the Pizza Hut delivery driver. So I did a paper boy, but my first job, going back to the question, was actually me and my brother back in Randwick, we were windscreen wiper boys. So nice. we would actually go with our bottle of water, a little bit of detergent, go on someone's screen and then wipe it, wipe it with the screen. That's nice. it. And that Similar paid.
0: in Philippines, like what they do? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Nice.
1: So you can actually go now, if you were to go to the east side now, Randwick and all that area, you'd still see them, some of those guys there. Yeah. They show a bottle and be like, Oh, yeah, yeah, you scream, out. and you just give them a dollar, two dollars, or whatever. Yeah. We were doing it for 20 cents back then, bro. Huh. Five cents, 10 cents, 20 cents. We would collect it and we'll play Street Fighter. Yeah,
0: you gotta hustle. That's where <laughs> it all began. Nice. Another question, another yeah. fun question. If you could recommend one book or mm-hmm. a few books for our listeners, yep. what would it be and why?
1: Two books, man. Two books that made me. Uh, grow into the person that I am from a business sense but then also from a sense of having no fee the approach so Gary V. Crush It you must have that yellow book and then also Grant Cardone's 10x rule 10x rule nice so those are the two key books that I think will set you apart from any mindset type of thing because it's like A. Crush It gives you all these examples of all these entrepreneurs that are doing what you're doing but they're just doing a little bit more Different, and they're getting a little bit more successful. Which I'm sure, to a certain degree, you want to be also in that mind, m- mindset. You, you want to be successful in what you do. The 10x rule and the 10x book that Grant Cardone built was just fundamentally what every salesperson should have in their toolkit, and that's what I needed to take away mm. into my corporate life. Yeah,
0: mm. so I've got to get. I think I have one of I think Jab.
1: Yep, Jab. Right hook. Hook is I got,
0: but I haven't got crush it yet, so. Yeah, that's yeah. the green book, right? The jab. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta yeah get definitely get
1: crushed, bro, and get the ten x, man. Yeah. Get the ten x. Yeah. Grant, Grant, Grant has a lot of books, but that those are the two that I use from Gary and Grant, definitely.
0: Awesome, it's perfect. If the listeners need help mm-hmm. with business or any question, or mm-hmm. they want to work with you for with your business, what is the best way to get you?
1: Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Right now, I've actually detoxed from social media and not doing as much on social media, Mm -hmm. purely as a, it's part of my meditation and mindfulness retreat between now and next year. So we're really pulling back on social media. But if people do want to connect, it's just on www.suitsorshirts.com, all one word. That's just my website, direct website. And then they can get me and book me for either one-on-one consultation, We can do a team thing, a group thing, whatever it is that you're trying to drive for your audience or for your own personal goals. We can do anything from LinkedIn, as an example, where people want to delve into how to be a professional LinkedIn profile or even as a standout. Some people don't even have a a LinkedIn profile, but they want to get a job, like a proper job, like a proper actual corporate job is what I meant. But I said you need to start somewhere where LinkedIn can actually sell you know, yeah. sell you some roles and then you sell yourself that way. Yeah.
0: LinkedIn is like the new seek. It's like, yeah,
1: it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And I think it can be done. It can be done in two ways. You, you can sell yourself that way, or you can really connect with people in that yeah. way. I've been fortunate enough to have LinkedIn ever since inception. Yeah. So I'm one of the master trainers for LinkedIn from like yeah. way back. Yeah. So, so I think that, that that way is probably the best way to, to reach me. Other than that, Instagram, not really on as much. I've got about five accounts with different type of OS <laughs> brands, but uh, Facebook, I'm not on as much for the year. Yeah, between yeah. now and next year.
0: Yeah. yeah. Great. What I'll do is I'll leave all your details in the show notes. I'll get your website, suitsorshirts.com. Yep. And leave your LinkedIn handle there as well. So
1: that they can appreciate go, it,
0: man. They can go hit you up when they can.
1: Yep. No, I appreciate it, Carlo.
0: Not a problem. Any last words?
1: Hey, look, I I was just going to say, just keep doing what you're doing, Carlo, man. I admire people who just take that next step always. So I think best feedback that you get is probably the best feedback that you can accept, right? Sometimes people don't like to hear what they don't want to hear. But I think as part of growth, if you're open to constructive criticism, take it and then run with it and then just do something with that. I think uh, with what you're doing in podcasts and just reaching out to wider audiences, I think you said 200 people listening, that, that is amazing. And that's what you yeah. want to be able to do, to share the content, to help other people, man. Yeah. So keep doing what you're doing, bro.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. And I admire what you've done. And I've, I admire Appreciate it, man. what you've done with SOS and hope that you grow it to to what you want it to be appreciate mm-hmm. it bro and i think it's time for us to catch up sometime some dance yeah, lessons or something right? no, you ain't gonna get no a <laughs>
1: dance lessons from me bro you better call Ralph ralke <laughs> and jeff vick you know, Caballero yeah. boys come and down, uh, they,
0: they still dance i think so yeah i, I still see these days. I, I still see jeff vick on on social and tiktok and instagram doing his, yeah
1: um, yeah something. i saw them in the city practicing they were like Filming and I said 463 is still going. <laughs> Jesus, where's Chicky Bums? You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> hey, it's Ron's gonna be in the show as well, so yeah, and he's yeah. probably
1: gonna bring his kids to that point too.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank you very much again, right, Chris. Man. I'll see you soon, Dax. And All um, right, man. yeah, thank you again for being part
1: of the show. My pleasure, bro. Take care, man. Take, Take you care.
0: You've been listening to the Business Launch Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and come and visit our website at businesslaunch.agency. Thank you and have a great day.